This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Side Hustlers, and I am your host, Carla Marie. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here. I know you have a billion podcasts you can listen to, so I appreciate you checking out Side Hustlers. Every week, I talk to someone who is either currently following a passion outside of their day job or someone who has taken that side hustle and has now turned it into a full-time job. And that is the case with my guest this week, Amy. Amy created her own jewelry company years ago. And if you're a guy and you're listening and you're like, what do I care about a a female jewelry company? Amy's story is pretty incredible and how she started it and how it all came about. And I think it's going to inspire a lot of you to look into the things that you're really passionate about in your life or things you've loved at any point in your life. So let's hear Amy's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, 
It's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So joining me today from Columbus, Georgia, I've got Amy Lee Price. Amy, hi. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Of course. And I don't normally say people's full name, but the name of your company is part of your name and it's wired by Alp, your initials, which took me a little bit to realize that after emailing (laughs) back and forth. And I was like, oh, you're not the only one. (laughs) It was a, a moment. I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But your company originated as you were making wired rings. And now it's so much bigger. And I want to tell the whole story of how it all started and, and how big it is now and all the things you're doing. But take me back to when you were still side hustling, because I know you're not anymore. So six years ago, when Mm -hmm. you decided, you know what, I'm going to make a wired ring. What like what was that moment like and what were you doing? So I was just bored in my apartment one day and I, I already had a supplies like from my childhood with all my bead supplies. I had an old friendship ring. My, my best friend and I had bought these rings in a South Carolina Charleston market and they were just like a little simple pearl wired wrap ring but it was it was all tarnished and it was just bent up and yucky. So I decided to try to redo it myself since I had some wire and I had some beads. So, and I also had like a little ring mandrel. It's like how you size rings. Oh. So I tried it myself the first time and it didn't look that great. So then I YouTubed how to make a wire ring <laughs> and voila, there's a video for everything on YouTube. So yep. I just, you know, started making rings. It was my Saturday night and I posted some pictures on Instagram. was like, hey, hashtag my Saturday night. Look what I made. <laughs> And all my friends were like, make me one. Oh my gosh, make me one. And so I was like, sure, I'll make you one, but I got to charge you because, you know, I paid for this stuff. Hell yeah. (laughs) So you're a smart business owner. (laughs) Absolutely. So then they would take the pictures and post them to their Instagrams. And I got some orders that way. And then one of my good friends asked me to make an initial ring, like spelling out her children's letters. You have the first names. With Y. And Yes, with wire. And I had never done anything like that. But I was like, sure, I'll try. I'll try to make something. I played around with it. And it ended up looking like my handwriting because I was trying to visualize how to like make the letters and it's cursive so you have to like figure out how to connect them properly Mm. and it was it just turned out really cute and she posted pictures of that to her Instagram and it just like literally blew up I had a bridesmaids order right off the bat for 10 initial rings I had a ton of just just everybody wanted rings here in the south like everybody kind of follows the same trend or they want the same thing that everybody has and if you know somebody in Columbus they know somebody in Columbus and Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> so from the moment when you picked up your your box on that Saturday night to start making rings to mm-hmm. that bridesmaid order, how long mm-hmm. was that apart? Oh, probably just a few days. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, the first month that I was making rings, I would come home from work and work on jewelry for literally till midnight every single night. I made like $3,000 the first month in sales. And how much were and you that, charging for each and ring? I was charging $10 a ring. That is wild. So it blew up. And I mean, not every single month after that was like that. But right off the bat, it gave me a presence in Columbus. And I started an Instagram page. I came up with Wired by Al because I couldn't think of anything else that wasn't already taken mm-hmm. for a business name. Wired, obviously, is the jewelry technique for a lot of the jewelry that I make. We we use wire, wire wrapping or whatever. And then Alp is my initials. And 
I don't know. I know. <laughs> and now worked. here you are six years later with a full-blown company. You can get your pieces online and in stores. And I do want people to check out what we're talking about right now. So it's mm-hmm. Wired by Alp, A-L-P, Alp.com or uh, Wired by Alp on Instagram. So they can kind of follow along and see what the heck we're talking about. Yes. What was your full-time job at the time? Because for two years you were working and then coming home and making Mm -hmm. jewelry. So what was your day job? So I worked as an office manager for a construction company for seven years. And I started out as like a office receptionist and moved my way up to be like a full blown office manager where I pretty much ran that company other than the construction part of it. (laughs) Just all the paperwork side. I learned so much at that job. It taught me a lot about business management just on the paperwork side. There's a lot you have to do behind the scenes to run a business. It isn't just making the products. Mm and, you know, all the other stuff. And prior to any of this, I had no plans to start a business, first of all. So I didn't know what I was doing. But having that job as an office manager for at least the three or four years or whatever it was before I started this, it gave me like the confidence boost that I would be able to run a business. And then with all the sales that happened the first month of me putting it out there, like, I was like, hey, this is two positives. Why not even give it a go? You know, this was right when all these businesses were popping up on Instagram, just little side hustles that people were doing. And I would see them and be like, oh, that's cute, but I could do that better. Or I'm pretty sure I could do this. Or that doesn't look that hard, you know, because I'm creative. And Well, the big thing is that you tried. (laughs) Like you actually tried. You know, we all see things like I could do that better. But if you don't actually try, but you're saying it doesn't make a difference. And right. you did, and now you have a company that you love. But it's funny, you say you were a construction, you were manager at a construction company, and mm-hmm. I'm clearly very different than what you're doing now. But yes. I feel like there are things that you learned in that role that you still do when you work oh, on absolutely. Wired by Elf. So talk yes. a little bit about how that has carried over into your side hustle now full-time job. Prior to that job, I had no knowledge of accounting or any kind of bookkeeping, any of the financial parts of mm-hmm. a business. You know, crunching numbers is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I learned that from that company for sure. Just time management skills. I worked by myself in an office while everybody was on the job site. And so it was up to me to manage my time and get all of my work done. And I was responsible for a lot. I had to do anything human resources with the employees, hiring all their paperwork for their files, getting them e-verified and all this other stuff. It's funny to me that you said you worked in an office by yourself and now you're working from home. I feel like you have the ultimate job of never having to work with other people. (laughs) And that's really crazy because before that I worked in the restaurant industry for nine years and it's, you're surrounded by people all the time. And I think I'm, oh, I am now pretty introverted, but I used to be a social butterfly. And in the restaurant industry, I did everything from hostess to bartending, and I would have to talk to people all the time. And then going from that to a sit down desk job, literally being by myself in an office for eight hours in a day was a crazy adjustment for me. I just wanted a stable job, um, consistent paycheck where I didn't have to worry about, oh, it's a holiday weekend or, you know, we live near a, a military base. Nope. And so if it's a holiday, a lot of them go home. And so sometimes it's not busy when you think it's going to be busy. But So you literally work from home. So where I'm seeing you right now, you yes. have jewelry hanging behind you. You've got yes. it looks like it's such a cute little setup. So you don't just make rings anymore. You do 
much more. So when did you go from rings to whatever the next item was? For the first three years, it was pretty much a hobby, just part time. It was a legitimate business, you know, licensing wise. But since I had my other job and I wasn't exactly making enough money to to switch, you know, yet Mm -hmm. I, I had to wait. I started out making rings and then you know, this was also around the time when handmade jewelry was getting really popular. Bourbon and Bowties was like a really big company that did wire up bangles and stuff. And I don't know, there were some other brands that were just huge trending with handmade jewelry. And they were so expensive. And I personally didn't want to pay that much for that stuff that I knew the cost of the materials right. and, and that I knew I could make myself. So I would start making some similar things and start branching into more bracelets. And it led me to gemstone beaded bracelets, which are like what I'm probably known most for. About year two or three, I can't remember, uh, one of my friends that owns a local boutique here asked me to put my jewelry in her store because she wanted to do the whole support small business thing and have some handmade jewelry since it was really popular. And she really gave me a big opportunity to get into wholesaling because I had never thought of it before that. And she really just got me going. And Columbus already knew about me and had a presence here with like my brand and the name. So they would go in her store, which is pretty popular boutique, and they'd be like, oh, it's Wired by Elf. And I just, from there, just kept building and building. And being in wholesale, you have to, especially in boutiques, you have to keep up with the trends. So it's an ever-evolving thing. Of course. And now you have necklaces, too, and earrings. Right. I see you wearing mm-hmm. them. It's yes. it's cool <laughs> that you've been able to evolve and grow and, and go mm-hmm. with the industry or where trends are going. You are in other stores, though. So is wholesale oh, yeah. something that you are, like, you're making all of this by yourself? Like, this is what I'm not understanding. How are you doing yes. all of this? <laughs> so it's pretty much been me doing everything by myself the whole time. But I have had help part-time here and there. Um, I currently do have one girl that works for me part-time five days a week, but we beat so fast. We don't have to work that much. You know, not every day is a making jewelry day. Sometimes it's, I need my own day to do paperwork and behind the scenes accounting and stuff. But for the longest time, it was just me. And then I met my husband four years ago and I was getting very busy with wholesale orders to the point where all of my evening time was taken up. Like I had two full-time jobs and, you know, a boyfriend and well, like no time for my boyfriend. <laughs> and serious question. I don't like, I don't know how, how I can't do it, but I don't know how half the people who are on this podcast do have a personal life. I mean, some of them are already married and started after they got married, but Seriously, though, how did you do that? How did you meet him, first of all? And then how did you even make time for him if you were literally working day and night? Well, we he's in the military. We met here locally just at a restaurant. I was out with one of my girlfriends and just having a normal dinner. And he bought us drinks, but we didn't know about it. So <laughs> we're sitting there sipping on our one glass of wine. And he comes over like 30 minutes after he told them to give us another drink. He's like, so if you, are you ever going to finish those glasses? Because I bought you another round and I'm about to go. If not, I don't want to pay for them. <laughs> and we just started laughing. And like he sat down and started talking to us. And we had a lot in common so and we just started talking and he put all kinds of info in my phone and was like, I'm going to contact you and you're going to talk to me. And he just really pursued me. Oh but, my, you met him like the yeah. old fashioned way, which is crazy. So unexpected. And he has been such a big supporter for me in my business, like especially on the days where I feel like I'm failing or I'm not good enough or I want to quit just because I'm overwhelmed. 
he'll be like, go take a nap or take the day off. You're a boss. You can do that. Or, you know, he's like, think about how many people would kill to be where you are today. Sure. You're way farther than you give yourself credit for. You've worked so hard to get here. Don't give up. So I got to a point where I was like, well, if you want to spend time with me, you got to help me bust out this order. <laughs> and, you know, it was just stringing beads to make bracelets, which is pretty simple. And so I taught him how to do that and tie the knots properly. And it was the way he That's had cute. to spend time with me. And, you know, we would get it done faster than I could do it by myself. So we could also have our time and he was just such a big supporter of just how hard I was working knowing I was like also having a full-time job and everything we started talking about getting married and we did get engaged not too long after that and we had already been talking about me quitting my day job and taking the leap because this was like year uh, four and I was I had at least 10 wholesale accounts plus all of the other sales that I do here locally we were there where it could have happened like it could happen we got married he's in the military so I no longer had to pay health insurance and some other financial things just worked itself out with his support and I just took the leap and that's amazing and it's also funny to me picturing like this big tough guy in the military making beaded bracelets like for me (laughs) I I love that part he hates to admit it, but I call him out every time we're at market and someone's like, how do you do all this? I'm like, oh, I have my husband help me. <laughs> <laughs> I have my assistant here. He's lovely. Oh, my God. That's so cute, yeah. though. And it's cool that you were able to leave your day job. But what was that first day where you didn't have to go into an office and work for someone else when you got to just sit home and focus on your passion wired by Alp? Like that very first day, what was that like? Definitely a relief to not have to go to work, but also extremely anxious ridden just how am I going to do this? Okay, what do I have to do? I have to start working or I'm not going to make any money. You know, it all just spiraled into how am I going to earn money? But I knew that having the extra eight hours in the day that I was spending at work, putting it like my best hours of the day in the morning, putting it towards what I'm actually passionate about, I would work hard at it. And I I knew that. And that's also part of why how I took the leap was just knowing myself and how I can be by myself and manage my time. I enjoy what I do and I want to do it. So I just kind of just went for it (laughs) well when you and I were emailing back and forth you said something like when you started making the rings you found your passion and joy and I think a lot of people have these jobs where they're miserable and they are Mm. looking for that thing but you just pulling out your bead box from your childhood helped you find something that you would have never in your life if you sat down and made a list of things you could do Right. You probably would have never, ever wrote no, that down. Never. But it's crazy how we find these things. I mean, I've got a string box under my bed of friendship bracelets. Now I'm like, should I pull it out? What can I do now? I mean, you should. There's and a huge profit margin in jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. But it's true. I mean, it's inspiring to hear that you were able to kind of pull something from your childhood and turn it yeah. into a full-blown business. It's incredible. Yeah. And I was never the kid that would, you know, you take these placement tests in high school and stuff to try to figure Mm -hmm. out what you want to go to college for. All of my results were always so all over the place. Like, it would be like, you could be an art teacher, or you could be a librarian, or, you know, you're really organized, so you could do this, you know, but I didn't see myself doing those things. And so I never knew what I wanted to do for school. I went to school right after high school with an undeclared major. It was a private college. And just because I knew someone there, my mom sent me there. And 
I wasn't focused on school, wasted time, wasted my parents' money. So I decided, let's take a break until I know what I want to do because, you know, you're forcing me to go to college right now and I don't know what I want to yeah. do. So I took a break, started working, and then um, my mom passed away. And I was 20 and it was just abrupting my life. It it's was hard. unexpected. But the jewelry making thing with my mom when I was little, it was like our hobby. And so when she passed away, I definitely couldn't touch my beads. It was just too much of a reminder. So I just focused on work. And then like a year or two after she passed, I decided it was time to go back to school. And I thought graphic design would be good for me because I'm creative. I like technology. Mm -hmm. And it's a solid career path with the way the world is going and with technology. So I joined the community college here and started school, did it for about a year and a half. And realized that graphic design wasn't what I wanted to do because it's long hours sitting behind a computer. Have you used anything you learned from that class though oh, now? Every day. I believe every it. Day. I learned all kinds of like the Adobe suite mm -hmm. in design and Photoshop and um, Illustrator. Like I do all my own logos and anything, all my social media. It was definitely beneficial. You've been able to take like parts of your life and piece them together and create something that is so completely you. Like no one yeah. can replicate what you have right. done. I mean, you it's your company, it's got your name mm -hmm. in it, and mm -hmm. every little piece that you've put into it is just, it's all you. And it's incredible right. that you've been able to do something like that that no one can truly replicate. Right, the initial rings are definitely like my thing. There are some other uh, wire ring makers on Etsy and stuff, but they look nothing like my rings and it's my handwriting and I can't teach somebody no. else to do that. So I will always forever be making those myself. You better get insurance on your hands. <laughs> so, oh, I know, right? <laughs> so you can do it like tell, Taylor Swift has insurance on her legs. You need insurance what? on like your, yeah, you need it on your fingers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Make that in the new year. Get that done. Write that down on your to-do list. Put it on my list. <laughs> After you did the graphic design thing, mm -hmm. what was next? What else did you do that you were able to piece into this? <laughs> okay, so all throughout my life, I've been working since I was 15, and I started in the restaurant industry. Like, my parents were both hard workers. My dad owned a business. My mom just worked really hard. She was, a, like, an office person at my school. They just set really good examples for what a hard work ethic looks like, and when I turned 15 was like when I could legally go to work, I was yes. like, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to earn money. Cause my mom had this funny way of like, when I would ask for something, she'd be like, well, do you want that? Or do you need that? Ooh. And I'd be like, well, of course I want it. Yeah, I want it. And she'd be like, well, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to work. I'm going to work for myself. I worked in the restaurant industry for nine years and off and on throughout all that time in college and stuff. I also did serve part time. The restaurant industry taught me so much as well. I got just firsthand customer oh, service yeah. experience and it's so important to have good customer service in any business, not just the restaurant industry. Um, that's kind of a make or break thing. And I know personally, I will not shop with somebody who doesn't have good customer service. So that's really the highest priority in my company is to have excellent customer service and make it personable and welcoming. Like I have a two tent tables at market and I kind of have it set up as like a store kind of where you can come shop with me in person and it's every Saturday. But so wait, every Saturday you go to this market? Yes. Every Saturday in Columbus, Georgia, there's a maker's market. We have a great group of artists here in Columbus, just a wide variety. So we have several markets, but this one is the biggest one. 
Um, and it's every Saturday. I've been doing it for about three years now. That's like a quite the commitment. And I miss some Saturdays okay. <laughs> and it gets rained out, but it's fun though. It's a good way to start your Saturday morning because there's, there's everything from food to art to music and there's always stuff going on downtown and it's just a good way to start your day. But as soon as people walk into my space, you know, I say hello immediately. I smile. I say, hey, feel free to touch or try anything on. You know, we're here if you have any questions. Have at it, basically. And I want people to be comfortable because it's if you're walking around a market, yes. you walk up to somebody's table and they don't acknowledge you or they're just sitting down, you know, or they're on their pushy. Phone. Yeah. It, you don't want to. You're like, oh, my gosh. OK, fine. I'll go somewhere else. <laughs> like so. I definitely don't want people to feel that. And it's the same thing like in boutiques or stores in yeah. general. Like you walk in, you can feel the energy immediately. And whether or not you're welcome, like I want people to feel comfortable shopping with me. And that's a huge part of my customer service. I definitely learned that from the restaurant industry, just how to like interpret, like how to read people. Basically, you can see if they want to be talked to. Yep. Um, you can tell if they have no interest in talking to you. And that's when you're just like, hey, we're here if you have any questions. If you, you know, won't bother you. If you can work in the restaurant industry, you can basically work anywhere. And I, Absolutely. It's, it's not the easiest thing, especially as a server. Have you ever thought about having your own like brick and mortar store? Or are you just like good yes. at what you're, you have? I have. So it's definitely a goal of mine. But with my husband being in the military, I don't want to commit right now to a, a location right. with a, a lease. That's why I work from home still. It's kind of why I'm still a little smaller, but he is getting out of the military next October. Ooh. And so who knows, but I've always had like, since I've started doing this and, and named myself wired by out, it's not my favorite name for my business. I want to change it, but I like the by out part. And I've kind of created this like vision of being a brand by out and just kind of you know, wired by out being the jewelry branch. Oh. And like, I, I do all kinds of other things. Like I paint and other stuff in my spare what? time. And, you know, it could be like a gift shop where it has my taste of things, or I, you know, want to be like a name brand one day. And if I did do a brick and mortar store, I would change the name to something like that. And so it's in my future goals. That's incredible. <laughs> that is, it's really cool how you can, obviously you have goals and you see the business growing. I mean, just because you're successful mm -hmm. now doesn't mean you can't have goals of bigger things. And it's great that you right. have these ideas. And a mm -hmm. lot of people I talk to on the podcast, I believe, except for, I feel like the last two or three are kind of just just not just starting, but you're six years in. I know last week Kim was nine or 10 years in. And it's great mm -hmm. hearing from you guys. Like you learned from your failures, you've succeeded, and now you've got like these bigger ideas. And I love this part for people to see that they can see kind of both sides of it, the beginning stages yeah. of some people's stories. And, you know, this part, like if I would have talked to you two years in, it would have been a completely different conversation. Uh, right. And I want to just point out that this just happened like on a whim and I didn't prepare for a business. So I had no money invested in this other than my already purchased jewelry supplies. And then obviously any money I would make, I would turn over and go buy more materials and just repeat the cycle. And for the first two years, it really wasn't that profitable because I was still figuring out where to buy from to get the best prices and still figuring out how to run a business. It's and true. I just... I taught myself everything. Just any, my, my boss at the construction company helped me realize this, and it's probably going to sound really stupid, but there's literally everything on the internet. And, and I don't mean just like type in one word for a search term. You can type in your literal question and yeah. it will pop up. So 
I just, you know, got to Googling anytime I had a question and I would read. I read all the time. Um, I listen to podcasts. I <laughs> Pinterest all the time. You know, I'm always just looking for inspiration or, you know, ways to learn how to do something better. Yeah. Very early on in this podcast, I would ask people like, well, how did you figure out how to start a business or how did you know to get a license or whatever it is? And everyone was like, oh, I Googled it. So I stopped asking that question because everyone yeah. was Oh, I Googled it. And I was like, oh, well, I guess we're all in the same well, boat. You'd, you'd be really surprised how many messages I get of people saying, how did you do this? And I just like think to myself, do they not know about Google? <laughs> There's actually a website called, um, let me, I think it's let me Google that for you. Or if you Google, let me Google that for you, it'll come up. And what you can do is if like my sister will text me and be like, Hey, uh, what time is the baseball game on Saturday? So I will literally go to this website and you type it in and it yeah. basically shows. And then you send them what you just did. And it sends them a video of how to Google that. Oh and my it's gosh. so funny. So you need to it's save so that. Funny. It'll yeah. burn some I need people, to do that. but it is, it's incredible. I try to be nice and just, you know, help people. But you know, there's a point where they ask me too many questions and I'm like, look, I worked really hard to and you know did it on information your own. Yeah. and I can tell you how I did this and I'd be happy to encourage you and help you along the way, but I'm not going to give you my supplier's names. I'm not going to give you, you know, any details about how I do things currently because it's not fair. I've, I've put in a lot of time to, to earn these things. Advice is one thing, but like straight up information right. is a whole nother thing. Like I'm right. not going to sit here and ask you who your suppliers are. That doesn't, that right. doesn't make sense. Like figure things out on your own. Right. But obviously with guidance and advice, you know, there's there's right. definitely a big difference. Um, you mentioned that your dad was a business owner himself. What mm -hmm. was his business? He owned a local printing company. And this was before we had like digitized printers. Yeah. He was an old printing press type. Um, like legit you'll never see a certificate like that again unfortunately because of digital yeah. growth he was a printer and he worked all the time and I remember when I first started doing this wire biop stuff like I was really excited just to have people like my stuff mm -hmm. I mean I was just like blown away that people wanted it's cool the jewelry that I was making and if you look at what I started making compared to what I make today, it was just not good jewelry. I, mean, I don't even know why people bought it to be honest, but he was, he was like, don't go into business. You'll work, you'll work 24 seven. You'll work every day of your life. It'll ruin your relationship. Don't do it. And I was like, but daddy, this is like something I enjoy. Like, it's not just me going into business. This is something that brings me peace and mm. happiness. And I feel good about myself because people like what I do. And he was like, no, you should go to trade school or something. Get get a job that is secured. I was like, you want me to be like an electrician? No. <laughs> no. So, but it was funny. I was like, I'm going to do it anyways, but thank you. And you did. <laughs> and I mean, he's, he wasn't wrong and you're going to work every day and you're going to, you yeah. know, that is definitely it, true. It is true. And I've had to, especially this year, it is hard to work your own business and be married or whatever. It does take a toll on your relationship because you're always thinking about stuff. And like, even though I only set aside maybe four to five hours a day to like commit to being in my office and doing making jewelry or doing mm -hmm. computer work, I'm outside of the office after that on my phone, Googling or looking on in, um, Instagram or, you know, just doing research outside yeah. of that. So that's still work. And, you know, 
And He's like you're always on your phone, especially. <laughs> I mean, obviously, your husband supports and understands, but yes. he works a job where mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be on Instagram and he right. doesn't need to be searching. From what I understand, if I don't yeah. know that he's googling things about the military no. all day. So yes, he understands, but he doesn't completely. Not that he doesn't understand. It's such a weird way to say he doesn't have to do yeah. it too. You know, it, no, it's yeah. different. So I definitely realized that yes, I was kind of obsessing over it, and it's okay to take five or four hours out of your evening and stop working like turn it off because honestly the stress and the pressure of trying to keep up with the joneses and everybody on instagram it's it's crazy and there's always something new especially with the algorithms and all that stuff so you know i just I realized that and this year I dedicated my evenings to my life. (laughs) I love that you said that. And I think that Mm -hmm. is a huge thing for anyone to hear. They're probably Mm -hmm. listening to this podcast, driving home from work right now, Mm -hmm. super late or about to get home and do something else. And it's like when you get home and especially if you're with someone, make sure you're paying attention to them. Right. You know, it's Mm -hmm. great to have a passion and something you care about. But if you only have that and no people in your life at the end of it, Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily a win. Exactly. And honestly, like my stress level was super high before when I was just always working. I feel so much more at peace. And I'm, I'm, I know that it can wait till tomorrow. It makes you a better business owner too, when you're not frazzled all day. Yeah, exactly. For (laughs) sure. Um, And you did mention that there are days where like you get overwhelmed and you may want to quit. Has there been a disaster moment? Did something go epically wrong in any Um, of this? Yes, not epically, but yes, I I had a big mess up last fall. So last fall, um, I had teamed up with another local business owner. Um, I make these essential oil diffuser bracelets. I saw those. Super cute. um, The other company made essential oils. So we teamed up to try to go in together to help each other sell more products. He got us on a contract with a sales representative from the Atlanta Mart. And it was probably like July when we started talking about it, but we didn't get the contract signed and all that till about September. And, you know, the big lead up and build up to this opportunity, like I was also in school full time. I I went back to school for business. I didn't tell you that, Mm -hmm. but I had a lot on my plate and with the holiday season in general, getting busier and picking up, I had to make a decision to either go full head speed with this contract and, you know, who knows how many stores she's going to get me in. So am I going to be able to juggle this and my schoolwork or, you know, whatever. So I ended up quitting school. I did a hardship withdrawal because I had this sales contract that was signed and, you know, agreed upon. This lady had over 40 stores that she was responsible for and she promised us that she'd put our stuff, you know, in front of them for the holiday season. And little did we know there was a clause in the in the contract that said she could cancel at any time. Mm. And all this talk for months about this happening, we both the other company and I stocked up, got ready because oh my God. we we anticipated bombardment on top of our already local yeah. business. And she canceled the contract. And so we got stuck with all this inventory, but it it still worked out okay. Like I did a huge like grab bag special last holiday season. It was great. Like people loved it. I'm doing it again this year. Okay, so everyone go to wiredbyalp.com to go buy it. <laughs> so you dropped out not drop, you quit school it, for right, this. That like, was probably the the big mistake here. I I jumped on it too soon without knowing for sure what I was gonna do because it was actually an easy process to drop out of school just doing a hardship withdrawal with just paperwork. But I didn't know that. <laughs> and I was just trying to be prepared. I'm a very like 
I try to do things to keep me sane. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but I think I made a huge mistake. Just that I did make a huge mistake jumping into that, not knowing what I was going to get into. For have sure. you thought about going back to school? I have. Um, but honestly, right now, I don't feel like I need to. I have a business. I'm making money. Yeah. Um, I have tons of work experience behind my belt with anything that I could get a job anywhere. Um, I feel confident in all of the True. things and skills that I know and possess. And, you know, I can probably do a job better than somebody that has a college degree. What I have experienced in college, I haven't really learned that much that I didn't already know. It's other not than for everyone, though. It's, it's not. Exactly. Like, I don't, I had a good education growing up and college is, there's a lot of wasted time and money in that. Like, I've got student loans for what I did do Same. in school. And I'm like, time out. Is this something that I really need to do right now? Or am I just accumulating more debt? Like, should I just stop until maybe the one day where I need to go back to school? You can go Google anything. We learned that. Exactly. You know, I'm kidding. I, no, but that's <laughs> true. true. Like, I would say that, you know, I like to think that anybody could own their own business. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the American dream to, you know, work hard and earn money and be successful. Yeah. But, you know, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, oh, you could do it. You know, this is all you have to do. Just just one, do one day at a time. Just start working on it. You know, you're going to mess up. We'll do it better the next day. Like, it doesn't matter if you fail. You can do it again the next day. And nobody starts off perfect. Like, no. All you have to do is be passionate about something. And even though I didn't know what I wanted to do, like, I had to sit down at some point and make a list like you were talking about. I did like a what am I naturally gifted at? And like the things that just come naturally to me. And then what do I actually enjoy? And I just like cross-referenced that list. I love and that. It, it, it really opened my mind to what I could do and things that I didn't think about before. And then by doing that, you're guaranteed to be good at what you're doing and enjoy what you're doing. And I think that is like the ultimate American dream yeah. to be able to do what you want and earn money. And enjoy what you're doing. It does, this doesn't feel like work to me. Like I do put a lot of work into it, but making jewelry is therapeutic. The the good feedback I get from people is good. It just makes me feel good, and I don't feel like this is a job that I dread going to every day. This is something. It's like a. It's like my baby. I enjoy taking care of it. <laughs> if I'm ever in your area, I'm coming over, and we're gonna make jewelry. Oh yeah, come on! I girl. would love to do that. <laughs> um, so I got to talk about how we were connected because that is a cool yes. thing I love doing in this podcast. Networking is huge. How we all meet one another is huge. And mm-hmm. I got an email from your friend Becky telling me mm-hmm. that she recently found my podcast and she had a friend that she wanted me to check out, which was you, uh-huh. but not to tell you because she, you didn't know that she was reaching out to me. And oh. we had gone back and forth for a little bit, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Can you just connect us?" And then she did, and then <laughs> from there. But did you know? she was reaching out did she tell you after the fact she she asked me before I committed to it if I would be interested yeah. and at first I was like oh my god I'm so nervous like <laughs> I don't know because you know this is the kind of stuff that really could make you blow up she contacted me and was like hey do you you are you interested in doing this I think it would be a cool opportunity you know she's huge she's on iHeartRadio it would be awesome <laughs> you just talk about your story you have a great story yeah. she's really building me up and I just got nervous at first but then I was like you know what Yes, I want to do it. And I love that you said yes, because you do have a great story. It is it's different than many other stories. And you've worked your butt off and you deserve to tell your story. And I I forget that sometimes. Don't. But it's true. (laughs) 
I know. And a lot of people think like, oh, all these people, they're side hustlers, they're business owners, like they've got their stuff together. And I'm not saying you don't, but it's like, it's okay sometimes to be nervous, to be, oh, yeah. you know, to forget you, you have a story to tell, but going forward, don't forget it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time today. I know it's not easy. I know you don't have a lot of time. I know I had to push back the time. So thank you very much. I want everyone to go support you and check out everything you do. It's wiredbyalp.com. It's wiredbyalp on Instagram. And if you're ever in uh, Columbus, Georgia, go to the It's the Market on Saturdays. Yes. Okay. It's just Market Days on Broadway. Market Days on Broadway. Well, I want to come now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come and hang out one weekend. You should. It's a cool city. Thank you. I want to say one more thing. Go for it, please. Um, one of the main things that was like an aha moment for me in the beginning of all of this, mm-hmm. you know, I Pinterest a lot and I would look at quotes and things to try to motivate me or find whatever for myself. And I, I came across one that was like, uh, build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. Ooh. And like, as soon as I read it, I was like, that's so true. I'm sitting here helping my boss get millions of dollars. And look at me, I'm only earning like little money. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to pursue my dreams. And so every day after work, I would go home and just really put in effort and time into it. You don't have to work all night long. If you don't want to right away, you can just do an hour a day towards something that you're passionate about. And eventually you're going to get there. And I didn't start off as like a business plan or anything like that. I it happened and I went for it and I self-funded it. And, you know, all this time I have no debt in the business. It's wow. been my own money, no loans. And it's just been every time I make money, I turn it back over and it's just grown. Build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. That's like that. It's, a lot of people right now are just like, like Ooh. in your face. <laughs> yeah, that just hit a lot of people hard. <laughs> I know. But it's so true. And so actually, true. thank you for sharing that. I think that is yes. like actually the perfect way to end this, actually. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to Side Hustlers. Thank you for supporting Amy. I know you'll follow her. It's Wired by Alp on Instagram. Reach out to me at the Carla Murray if you ever have any questions about anything or like Amy's friend Becky did, reach out to me. It's on Instagram, the Carla Murray email. It's Side Hustlers Podcast at Gmail. Anything at all, feel free to reach out. And like Amy said, that quote, it hits home for a lot of people. So see if I can actually get it right. Build your dreams or someone will hire you to build theirs. Bam. Got it. Until next Monday, keep hustling. Just in case you need one more round. The Last Call Podcast with Carla Marie and Anthony. One last little taste to hold you over till tomorrow. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. 
I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.